Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind? A series to really help you and inspire you on your, your leadership journey by telling stories. So today I've got Tony Preston on with me. Tony, how are you doing? Hi, Stuart, and thanks very much for asking me to do this podcast. That's great. I've only just met Tony, and I already know from the little I know about him that he's got a fantastic story to tell. So I really wanted him to get on the podcast, and this is going to be the first person. I don't actually know the story, so it's going to be really interesting. So, Tony, I said to you before the, the timing, we've got 20 minutes to, to share your leadership journey, and, um, and off we go. Tony, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Well, hi, Stuart. Uh... My name's Tony Preston, and I have had various businesses for over 36 years. And I'm now uh, put myself out into the business world as a coach, uh, specializing in the construction sector uh, and small service kind of industry businesses. So tell us a little bit about, we had a little chat before, didn't we? Tell us a little bit about your um, background, the, the, fun, the foundations, if you like, of your leadership. And it definitely goes into resilience, which I love. So tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I'll start at the beginning. Uh, let's see. Uh, on September the 12th, 1963, uh, the Beatles had a number one hit, uh, She Loves You. And in 1963, it was the coldest winter of pretty much of the 19th century. It was freezing cold. Not great timing to be born, but that was when I was born. So, uh, <laughs> um, I was born in uh, Birkenhead, which is uh, near Liverpool, and famous for the shipyard, uh, Camelette Shipyard. And I was pretty much born into poverty. We were born... Um, I was born in a in a small house next to a pub called the Happy Valley, and it was a kind of house with a tin bath and an outside toilet and a coal fire, and it wasn't great. And of course, being born into a single parent household, it, it was quite frowned upon back in them days to have a single woman really with a child. So, so my mum did the best she could and she wanted to uh, help her and myself have a, have a decent life. And she, she married eventually to a guy who on the face of it looked like a decent fella, but he turned out to be a raging uh, maniac, alcoholic and, and a very violent man. So, my early life was based around being in and out of care. And of course, my mum suffered greatly. And she, she, uh, she was in and out of hospital, mental hospital. Um, it was very, very hard for her. And it, that was the start of really my journey into being a self-led person. Um, yeah. I didn't have a, a male father figure. 
So I was doing a lot of making my own decisions. So I would be very uh, good at fitting into different situations because I was in and out of different different uh, family environments. It would be important for me to try to fit in, which which wasn't the best way to start your life because instead of forming your own personality based on nurturing you kind of your personality is is kind of trying to kind of please people so that you get fed <laughs> and yeah. and and you you're kind of safe and that so it, by the time i was 12 i'd been run over twice i'd been involved in in two major car situations where i got uh, run over and put in hospital because I was a latchkey kid, you know. Um, I'd had a fractured skull. Uh, I'd been in a full body uh, plaster cast for six months in hospital. I broke a lot of bones as a kid. Uh, so I bounced well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bounced well. I learned to bounce well. And then when I went to school, I hated school with a vengeance because I didn't like authority. I like to do my own thing. I like to go my own way, make my own decisions. And that's that's basically because that's how I grew up. So I left school with no qualifications uh, because I didn't see the point in having qualifications. I was always going to have my own business. And to this day, I did never, I never needed uh, algebra. You know, I, I warned them at the time I, I, I wouldn't need it. And I still don't need it. But, you know, I was a bit reckless and uh, I got a motorbike and I like to say I hit a lamppost at 70 mile an hour. It could have been 40, but, you know, um, it's far more dramatic. The injuries that I got would be kind of fit in with a 70 mile an hour crash because I end up becoming... Uh, uh, Paralyzed down the left side on 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 my arm, uh, and I had a big caliper fitted metal caliper with, with a with a kind of uh, specially made shoe to fit it. It was it wasn't great as a, as a young young teenager. So I I got an apprenticeship before this accident, and I carried on with the apprenticeship uh, with this disability and I thought that was it for me really for my life would be just trying to kind of adapt all the time and then eventually what happened was uh, I became a little bit depressed with it and I went to the doctors and I said you know uh, I actually went to the doctor and I said I want you to cut this arm off because it's wow. just in me it's just in my way right. I just <laughs> I can't deal with it and it, it he, he happened to know a doctor that specialised in reconstructive surgery and, and nerves and all this kind of thing. And miraculously, I was given this surgery, which basically gave me about 80% use of the, the arm back again, which, is, which was great, you know. So that changed my life. So... At that time, I'd started the business. Uh, I'd gone to London. Uh, I'd gone from being kind of a latchkey kid, 
ended up homeless in the YMCA. Uh, I got this apprenticeship, which allowed me to, to get a, a little kind of um, place to live whilst I was on working. And then eventually I went to London to find my fortune, so sort of thing. And uh, I bought my first house when I was like 20, which was which was a big deal for me, really, because it gave me my first kind of feeling of that I had some security. Yeah. Then over the years of having this small building business, I um, decided that I got married and I decided to come back to the world and I started a number of different businesses over the years from industrial, was an industrial painting contractor. Uh, I got the, I was one of the first companies on the Wirral to get the ISO 9000 quality um, standard, which allowed me to work with a lot of blue chip companies. And of course, that involved me working with uh, other people. I had to, instead of being very kind of self-motivated, I had to, to learn how to interact with other people and lead them forward so that they took on the same quality standards as what I had for the business. So that was a bit of an eye-opener, really, because um, my whole reason for having a business was was not really to become a multimillionaire overnight it was just to not be in poverty to never be there again to have something which was mine and I could I could be someone that never had to worry about uh, where your next meal was coming from and and now, I'm careful not to kind of sound too dramatic, but, you know, when you're brought up on half a tin of beans and a piece of stale bread and that's your tea, being able to have expendable cash was a big deal to me. And it still is. I, I, I'm filled with gratitude every time I realise that I'm not struggling, you know. So when I was running different businesses, it was my struggle as as a leader was uh, the fact that I, I felt that I could always do everything better than everybody else. And and the the other big issue was that uh, I could I've I find it very difficult to trust other people because of my kind of early upbringing. I didn't really trust people because they never, you know, I was always being let down. Yeah. So as the years progressed, um, I found that I was trying to take on every single job that came along. I couldn't say no. Because that's another problem. 
That's yeah. a common thing, isn't it? That's a common yeah. thing for business owners and entrepreneurs. So yeah, tell us more about how you overcame that. Yeah, I'm glad you, you said that because, um, you see, my, I always wanted to, to please people as a kid so that I would be accepted. So as an adult and a business owner, if someone asked me to do something, I took it as a personal challenge that it would be done. And I couldn't really ever refuse. I became a, a victim of my own success in a lot of ways because the businesses that I've run have always been pretty good, successful businesses. But I couldn't say no. And what happened as a result was my stress levels grew. And uh, eventually... I, I had, I had a breakdown and one day I just, I was just, I was running too long, gone empty. I'd given everything I could and I just couldn't function. Okay. So that led me down the road of exploration of my own mind. And I, I, I've trained to become a psychodynamic counsellor. Because as they say, you know, if, if you if you really want to understand something, you know, you've got to you've got to study it in depth. So I studied it in depth and I understood a lot more about myself afterwards and I started working with um different different people like homeless people, um, alcoholics, drug addicts. And I realized I really enjoyed being at that grassroots level with people and helping them. So that kind of changed my path a little bit. Uh, by this time, I'd, I'd become a, a black belt in different martial arts and the martial arts that I did, I started a club and I started coaching people in the club. That was probably... 2010 so it's been 10 years now uh, and I really enjoy that because it's nothing to do with transactional business that you're doing with um, invoices and quotations and uh, contract management and all this kind of thing it's just someone comes along they they say that they want to do martial arts, for instance, but really they want to try and work something out for themselves. And yeah. after, after being able to be with someone for a certain amount of time, you get to know what it is. And then suddenly you start helping them from a, from a, a point of view of like maybe helping them in the business that they, that the people pleasing and they're not looking after themselves. That's a massive thing with businesses. Uh, I've found that they're trying to please everybody and they're not even pleasing their own family. They're not even paying themselves correctly. But all these kind of customers are, are being catered for before themselves. So one of the things I've, learned as someone who's been 
very experienced in running businesses for over 30 years is that the most important thing is to make sure you pay yourself because if you're not paying yourself it's not a business it's a charity and although charity is a good thing you have to look after your nearest and dearest and you have to look after yourself otherwise you start running on empty and that is not good for you, for your soul, for your mind, for your body. And uh, and that's kind of where I'm at at the moment in terms of the story to date. It's a very condensed story, I might add. Yeah. Um, but I'm at a point now where I've sold uh, the my last business, uh, which... I built a, a trademark uh, brand, systemized the business, uh, made it very successful, small business that can be duplicated. That's the idea. So I'm hoping that the new owner carries on and um, franchises the business as, as I intended. And at the moment, I'm, I'm enjoying a little bit of downtime uh, I'm coaching people for free at the moment. Uh, I'll do one session a day, 45 minute session, because I like it. And my ultimate goal in in the coaching is not to make loads of money; it's to help loads of people. You know, yeah. and if I can, if if at the end of the day, when all's been said and done. And I am dispatched off to the great uh, boss in the sky. Someone says, yeah, Tony Preston helped me mm. this. I'd much prefer that than Tony Preston got paid to do this. Yeah. You know, um, it's all about what you can, when you get to, you people who are like 20 and 30 and, 40 even. I think once you start hitting the, in the 50s, you start thinking, what can I actually give back? Yeah. Because I've been given a lot through, even though a lot of the stuff I've, I've done in my life is because my purpose was, was to never be in a poverty situation. And my, yeah. my why was I need to have the security of, of knowing that I'll always kind of be safe by having these things. When you get all those things, you realize that the main reason that you've done all of the things you've done is to find peace of mind and, yeah. and, and happiness. And if you find, if you're happy in what you do and you've got peace of mind, so it doesn't matter what size your business is, Going slightly off track, most things these days is about becoming a millionaire and you know having all these flash things and and doing as little as you possibly can and it's gonna come in while you're sleeping and you've got multiple income streams and it's it's all about this side hustle kind of stuff which people are talking about. It's not that. Mm. It's about finding something that you're happy with. So finding the passion that 
you need to wake up every morning and go, that's what I'm doing. And if that thing doesn't happen, you're not going to go and beat yourself up about it. It's not that important. The main thing is, what have you been able to give in order to have that peace that ultimately, that's all I ever wanted. My ultimate aim in life was to just have peace of mind and, and be happy. And I, I, I can actually say I'm, I've never been happier now that I'm kind of at a point where I've gone, right, I'm not doing all that anymore. I'm just doing this. And this is kind of what I always wanted to do. So, Do you know what? That, talk about timing. That is, um, I don't know whether you've got a timer over there, but that, no. that is exactly 20 minutes. And thank you so much. I say to guests at the start, I want to say as little as possible because it's all about your story. And I didn't need to say anything. I was captivated. Um, it's really interesting that you, we can see as an audience and hear where without even me asking a question where your underlying passions are, your challenges were in leadership. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about um, overcoming, but I think we might have to get you on again at some point in the future. Um, but I think it just resonates with people. Um, some of the things that you said uh, about trying to do everything ourselves and leading yeah. to overwhelm. And I really like the fact that you brought up about the um, doing the karate because it's that it's something different. But as you were talking, I was thinking, well, there's transferable skills there. You're still doing leadership and you can have a breakaway from the business and you're still um, empowering people and helping them. So um, that definitely came across. So, Tony, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Um, I hope our audience enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to put the links to you in this post, in this um, YouTube clip. So if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I'm going to have some great people on in the future, and I've had some great people on in the past as well. And if you're on your podcast provider, please um, like, follow, give us a review, and thank you very much. So, Tony, thank you again. Thank um, you, sure. I will see you again soon, and um, see you all next week, guys. So take care. Bye.